welcome everyone to Jaiji Chaudhary show. I'm your host, Daniel Chaudhary. I can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 248, we have a special guest, Leonardo Rhodes. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Leonardo the topic of three mental shifts for mental fitness. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast and let's dive in. Are you a business owner tired of same old get rich quick schemes and cookie cutter marketing tactics? Do you crave a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who get it? Then welcome to B School Community. You are one-stop shop for building a thriving business with sustainable organic growth. So, who am I? I'm Ainul Chaudhry. I'm the host of this podcast and I created the B School Community because I was tired of seeing so many business fail the coaches and consultant spaces. They are chasing on the wrong metrics, focusing on the wrong things and lacking the support they needed to truly thrive. So in this B-School community, it isn't about courses, it's about complete transformation. So we offer Mindset Mastery where you learn to think and like successful business entrepreneurs overcoming limiting belief, your anxieties, your own self-limitation and unshakable confidence. We have organic growth strategies where we teach you how to build your website a sales machine. And also we teach you how to grow your organic reach on a social media platform of LinkedIn. And also we're going to talk about how to build it a reputable your podcast. So through the podcast, you can generate inbound leads for your business. Also, we do weekly live classes where get personal guidance, ask questions in real time, stay motivated and interact with the other people. And so we have like an expert community as well. So where you can connect with the network of online coaches, consultant agency owners who have been there, done that, and you're ready to succeed and help you with that as well. So why wait? So at Business School Community, we believe building a business with purpose, passion, commitment, and making difference. So we are not about shortcuts or empty promises. We are about real results, real relationships, and real growth. So if you are ready to ditch your grind and build online, join B-School community today and unlock your full potential. The link will be under the description. Go check out B-School today and get your spot. Hi, Leonora. Thank you so much for joining this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? doing well and excited as well and it's a nice sunny day here uh, in UK where I'm based yes. at after a long long time so yeah that makes me more happier when doing the podcast giving him some extra energy <laughs> have a conversation so yeah today we have like interesting topic in our hand as well so it's three mental shifts for mental changes we, we're gonna pursue so before that I'd love to know more about yourself like how did you come up with the, like entrepreneurship like your journey started on a business world Yes, yes. I actually began my career um, many years ago as a physician in the UK. And um, that had been my dream since I was 12 years old. I I just decided one day I was going to be a doctor and sure enough, it happened. And um, I clearly was delighted to become a doctor, but it was really, really hard work. And um, I look back and some you know, I had periods of time where I had really severe depression, anxiety, chronic stress. Um, 
got so bad that one day um, I literally hid in a linen closet <laughs> on the hospital ward for about four hours and just cried and cried and cried. It was super hard job with lots of bullying. And, you know, I think the hours for UK doctors are pr pretty much still the same. We were working well yeah. over a hundred hours a week. It was just, it was brutal. And, um, so I was a hospital doctor for a while and then I became a GP, which had always been my dream job. And um, four months in, I realized that I hated it with, with a passion. Um, and um, then I became a public health doctor. So that was kind of a, a research role. And then later I went on to become a um, developmental pediatrician. Um, but I took a career break in the middle of all that both my I have two sons who are now adults and both doing well but they were both very sick as infants and I had to take a career break um, to look after them and during that time I trained as a counsellor and then as a life coach and life coaching had just made it across the pond from the US where it had been going on for several years to the UK and I was one of the first people to train in the UK as a life coach and I ran um, groups for parents of special needs kids. And then I was lucky enough to be able to go back to medicine. And then one day my husband said, we are moving to America. <laughs> and uh, I was delighted by that news, but very quickly realized that I couldn't work here as a doctor. Mm. Um, it's four years to retrain and we were moving here for two. And so when I, I get bored easily, so I knew I couldn't you know, I couldn't not work. And so within about three months, I started training to do a therapy called neurofeedback, which is a really cool therapy where you train people's brainwave activity. Right. And, um, and I opened up my own business in, um, in the States. And I've been an entrepreneur now for 15 years. And wow. I love it. I love it. And um, I had a brief period where I went um, back to kind of corporate where I went into corporate because I was never in corporate um, I worked for two years as a medical writer and editor and then I worked for 18 months for Tony Robbins the world famous um, life coach <laughs> and uh, that was that was pretty amazing and um, two years ago when COVID was at its peak I got COVID and nearly died. I had a night where I lay in bed and I really thought I was going to die. It was a pretty bleak night. I couldn't breathe. I had a really high fever. My, my lungs literally felt like they were on fire. It was so mm -hmm. painful. And I had one of those moments where you kind of think about your life. And I decided that while I loved working for Tony Robbins, there were many things about it I loved, I decided I needed to get back to my roots, which was helping people improve their health, which had always been what I wanted to do. Yeah. And so, so I left just over two years ago and started up my own business again. And so now I work with high performers, CEOs, C-suite people and entrepreneurs to help them improve performance, but also create a balanced life, reduce stress, become mentally fit, and actually start to enjoy life rather than life just being about achievement and the next deal and you know getting the next accomplishment, but actually starting to really kind of create a life that you'll love. 
because life is short and precious. And my motto is we owe it to ourselves to live our best lives every day. So that's a long story to answer your oh, short that's question. Great. Yeah, like we <laughs> had a lot of things going on and I have a lot yeah. of question around that as well. So yeah, everyone's dream, like they want to be a doctor one day, engineer one day and and every parent's dream as well, like uh, from coming from like a UK background or like yes. from especially India or like a South Asian countries, like yeah. need to be a doctor and engineer, things like that. And yes. they don't understand that unless you go and do the job, you don't realize like how much pressure and how much things going on. Because uh, my son was in ICU for about five days, uh, those intense ICU, like he's not going to make yeah. it kind of thing. <sighs> and I know awesome. one of the doctors, I've seen him and he was like on his... 72 hour shift i think and like he just going to go and taking a one hour nap then something uh, emergency happens and he had to run back yeah. and forth and things like that and yeah. it's not easy them kind of amount of money is someone's as a doctor people gonna think like if you're a doctor you're gonna make so much money it's not about the money the yeah. amount of money they make is nothing compared to as a footballer makes right and, completely <laughs> yeah. yeah and you have to work 100 hours 100 hours plus uh, certain times like you skip yeah. your meals you, you know having like a good night's sleep and yep. there's just so many mental uh depression anxiety in there like uh, people yes. think if you're a doctor then you don't have any illnesses but they go through like more illnesses like at normal because of yeah. the pressure it creates there's so much Absolutely. pressure like uh, not only you have to save someone and also you have to follow through the protocol there is the rules and regulation everything you have to be on point and then you're moving to like a different parts of the world and started your business and you nearly died, like you mentioned with the COVID and then restarting again from like a, your, like a core thing. It's not easy things to do. Like a lot of people going to give up though. People going to be, if like your husband is already working, probably like just take it easy. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to move forward with my life, but you chose to be like a, doing something for yourself or your well-being. And now I, I can see you on your face, like you're excited when you said that, like you're helping other people yeah. and that, that's incredible. Yeah. So what actually changed in terms of like in your mindset, like after say about the COVID, like when you realized you're going to make it, like what come to your head yeah. when you decided to start your business again and like the mind, mindset was? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And, and it's funny, I, me I mentioned the linen closet incident when I was a junior doctor, which was kind of like, it's it's probably the second worst moment of my life uh, yeah. after the you know after the the covid and when i was a junior doctor i had no tools mm -hmm. for ma managing my mind and i remember when i kind of realized that you had more control over your mental thoughts and your mental well-being than you realize i remember thinking why are we, we why were we not taught this in school yeah. or i also remember thinking did my mother forget to teach me this it's like <laughs> this, this is such an important thing how how could i not know that and i'm you know a reasonably smart person who you know qualified as a doctor how could i not know that your thoughts are not real and that you can have more control over your mind than you know and that i i realized that I was causing a huge amount of my own suffering. There were bad things going on in my life, but to, to kind of live in that suffering all the time was caused by me. Mm 
Mm. And so I think, you know, those two moments are, are, are very diff. They were awful in the moment. But the second one, I bounced back very quickly because by that time, I had tools. Right. I knew how to manage my mind. Very interestingly, after I had COVID, when I started recovering, I had severe brain fog and felt, you know, unwell for a while afterwards. Yeah. And um, I, but I felt very angry. And anger isn't an emotion that is a, a frequent emotion for me. I'm more of an anxious person, but I was extremely angry. And so I started using this tool that I'm just about to tell you about to get over that anger. Mm-hmm. And I was angry. I was angry first and foremost with myself for exposing myself to COVID. I went to a party right. that turned out to be a COVID party. Of course, I didn't know that when I went, but yeah. I did go and I took my mask off to eat and drink and got COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I was mostly angry with myself. I was angry with the people at the party. I was angry with the government. I was angry with the world. I was angry with you know, everybody, it just felt so unfair. And, and it was a horrible feeling. And I said to myself, after probably a couple of days of feeling that way, not being able to shake it, I said, Okay, you need to stop. So I sat myself down. And here's how I kind of manage it now. The concept is there's three steps. The first step, is to acknowledge the negative thoughts and the negative feelings and to just stop and be with them for a moment. Mm. Because if you try and um, ignore them, they're like a hungry toddler. They will just keep chasing you (laughs) and and saying, but but I want to have my say. So it's best not to ignore them. So you pay attention to the negative thoughts and you get curious about them. You say, that's very interesting that I'm feeling angry about all of these people, that I'm feeling the sensation of anger, the, the feeling of anger. And, and then I would journal about what I was angry about so that my subconscious mind, like the toddler, would have its say. And I would be able to say, yes, yes, I understand to it. Yeah. And then... So that's the first step is to acknowledge and allow the negative thoughts to come so that you can process them, but only briefly. I would set a timer for five minutes. And then I would do a two to five minute meditation. And what that does in the brain, I mentioned earlier, I used to do neurofeedback therapy and I used to teach all of my clients to meditate and I would be watching their brainwave activity and their heart rhythm while they, while they meditated. Within a minute, you would start to see a shift in the brainwave and the heart rhythm activity. And you would start to see the stress go down and the wise part of the brain would be activated. And that's mainly in the, in the front part of the brain. You've probably heard of the frontal, the frontal lobes, which is where, you know, executive functions. So it's focus, it's decision-making, it's creativity. So the smart part of the brain wakes up. Right. And, and that can happen in as short as two minutes of mindfulness practice. If you're super stressed or like really angry, you probably need more like five minutes, but I, as I say, I used to watch people's brainwaves. It can happen that fast. And it's a drama. It would be like a seesaw tipping 
mm. really dramatic. And then you tap into what's called your your wise sage. So the wise part of yourself, the part that's at the front here. Yeah. And you ask it, what is true and what should I do? Is that during the meditation or after the meditation? After the meditation. Okay. So the, med the meditation kind of awakens the wise part yeah. of yourself, the sage within you. And then you ask it those two questions. What is true? And I would look back at what I journaled. Mm. And, and I think it's important to know that the sage isn't, it doesn't kind of suffer from toxic positivity. So if there are bad things in your life, the sage doesn't say, oh, everything's perfect. You're fine. It's great. The sage says, yes, you are going through some difficult things right now, but you are trying to make your life better. Yeah. You have resources, you have people who support you, focus on improving the situation. And so, you know, the, the sage is kind of focused on how can I make things better? And then you ask yourself, what can I do? And in some situations, there is very little that you can do other than manage your mind. Like in the right. middle of COVID, yeah. we, could, we could not change that. I couldn't instruct my body to suddenly get well. But what I could do was manage my mind. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Because I've been going through my illnesses last nearly one year now. Okay. And there was like a lot of ups and downs. First, yeah. I got a two-year infection. Then I got inflammatory bowel disease and that got caught. Oh, no. So my iron was very low because I didn't know. Yeah. And yeah, then they infused me with the iron infusion. So I had a two of those. The first one nearly got me like a heart attack because I got some really oh. severe side effect and then turned oh. out to be like an anxiety attack. And I was like, never had anxiety attack like that. No. And even though my heart palpitation for like a two weeks stayed that, then I had a second dose, then did the same thing again. So the four weeks was really, really terrible. I was fainting on my sleep. A uh, lot of other issues, like I can't even remember, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. My whole yeah. body feel like something is crippling, like a crawling yeah. and everything like that. Oh no! And horrible. after that, I got better. Uh, they found out they did like a colonoscopy, endoscopy. Then found my ulcerative colitis, and they put me on a steroid medication for six weeks, mm. and that put me in a remission for a short period of time, about two and a half months. Then yeah. I got really bad dizziness, and I found probably some Meniere disease or labyrinthitis. Oh, goodness. Uh, still, they don't know. I'm still waiting for the yeah, specialist to see me. But now that problem is gone completely by the time I'm seeing them. Oh, wow. <laughs> but that created uh, such anxiety, my whole hormones and everything, because that time I was panicking, like what's going on? I can't work. I can't look through my phone. I can't look at my computer. Oh. My ear is like one is blocked. So I can't do podcasting because anything like I want to oh, hear, no. like it was irritating. So I can't work my normal day to day. I can't do any yeah. exercise. I can't walk because I'm yes. constantly dizzy. So I'm just laying down on my bed all the time. And that put me on a proper depression. And also that yes, anxiety. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Mm. And that actually got me my uh, ulcerative colitis second flare-up. And then the doctor oh. gave me another second doses of eight weeks ortho steroid medication. That imbalanced my all hormones. And I, I'm getting oh, like panic attack after panic attack, anxiety attacks. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go shops. I couldn't get out. If I'm looking from outside, I feel like a collapsia, you know, like everything shakes and in between. Oh boy. So yeah, from the January, I made the mental shift. Like I know everything is there. I know mm -hmm. everything. 31st night, I'm literally crying on my bed. I feel horrible. 
I feel like yeah. always I need support from my wife, my families. Like I need to take control. And mm. I seen so many yoga videos. I was like, I'm gonna start doing yoga. And I'm gonna today I'm gonna be positive mindset. As soon as I did that, within about four or five weeks, I started to get better. Like yeah. some kind of miracle. Amazing. Same medication I'm on, nothing is special. I was doing exercise, yeah. I was doing I'm being like a, telling myself like a good things, started to do meditate meditation. So that time I couldn't do longer than five minutes. So I'm doing sure. breathing and trying to not think anything, forget about positive or negative, because every time I think positive. I feel like I'm getting like another flare up. I'm feeling like another oh, illness is coming through. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to think about any future positive things or I'm going to be cured or whatever thing is. I'm going to think as it is right now and just focus on my breathing and mm-hmm. take it one day at a time, that time. So I did that for two months. I've seen significant results from last month in March. Now I'm going back to like doing meditation 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. And that time I'm thinking right now is like positive future. So thinking about yes. positive outcome, going for holidays and things like that. Now I'm like the things can change. But before that, my brain or myself, I wasn't believing things could be changed because I felt horrible. Yeah. And the only thing I like kept me going is like focus on the present moment. And right now, am I feeling dizzy? No, that's fine. So focus on the breathing. Am I feeling like a pain? No, it's fine. Am I bleeding? Maybe there, but it's not causing me any physical pain. So just let it be. Let's see why I yes. go. Uh, yeah. I'm on a treatment. I'm on the right path. I'll try to eat healthy and everything. Whatever I can do, I cannot do uh, weightlifting or heavy lifting like that. I cannot walk for 30 minutes. Probably I can do 10. So I'll focus on that. And I had to push myself. So I did my cognitive yes. behavioral therapy on my own myself. So oh, good. love thing like going to mosque right now, even though today I was 500 people in a mosque, I prayed and everything. I didn't feel dizzy, didn't feel panic. I drive in a motorway now, like whatever I feared, I started to doing right now. So I feel like yeah. last 12 to 14 weeks is dramatic change on myself and yeah. medication and everything didn't make that much of a difference before I was in the same medication but only yes. it changed the first of January I made a decision like I need to make a change so yeah. I completely agree with you like uh, what you just yeah said. and and I think you know when when I was a doctor uh, and I, I I left medicine in the UK 15 years ago so it's yeah. been a while but but back then I think we really didn't understand the impact of um mind and stress on the, the physical body. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the last 15 years or so, and I do follow the research on this and especially the neuroscience research, you know, it has come out that there, you know, it's hugely important what your mind is thinking. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as you have a negative thought, your brainwave activity changes plus the chemicals that are being produced in your brain and your hormonal system change instantly. Like mm. it's, it's a switch. And those chemicals, when you're in, the, you know, when you're in a stressed state or any negative state, be that anger, sadness, you know, anxiety or severe stress, the chemicals in your body will not be good chemicals. They will be doing you harm and they will not be helping Here's the thing that I think many people don't realize. Every cell in your body is trying really hard to be healthy. And we can do things to help it and we can do things to harm it. 
And, you know, clearly, if you've got physical problems, they are, you know, 100% real. Um, but but we know that even with things that we used to think that were genetic, mm. you can still have a big impact on those things through your lifestyle choices, through healthy eating, through exercising, getting enough sleep. And more recently, you know, the body of evidence on mindfulness practice and its benefits for health, for attention, performance. There's a great book called Peak Mind. And this neuroscientist wanted to find a tool that reliably helped people focus. That was right. her body of research. Yeah. And she looked at all of these expensive tools and things that you could kind of, you know, a bit like what I was doing, neurofeedback and expensive courses you could go on. The one thing that came up time and time again and that had the most robust research was mindfulness practice or meditation. And it, you know, I, I personally believe that there is a mindfulness practice for everybody. Yeah. You might have to search for a while to find one that works for you because everybody's different. Some people yeah. have a very, very busy mind and they often need a more active type of mindfulness practice to help them get into it. Mm. Um, but I've yet to meet somebody who we can't find some sort of mindfulness practice for them. So I'm so glad that you're recovering, um, Russell, and and that you found mindfulness practice. I think that's a one. What a, an amazing story. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, like you said, like if someone's brain is like really busy, you need like a guided meditation kind helps. Yes. So with me, like a, my brain wouldn't stop like constantly thinking about negative going on. Yeah. Wasn't that bad before, but I always like ruminating. So early childhood, I had that kind of thing because I had yeah. like a really bad traumatized because of my dad had a cancer when I was wow. 10. So he had to go through a lot of pain. He had lung cancer when I was stage four. So I lost both of them, my mom and dad, within like oh, within three months uh, difference. So I was 13. So it was a severe oh, depression no. and anxieties. So a lot of uncertain moment I had in my life. And during that, like that trauma actually led me carrying on ruminating about everything. So every time I think about positive, it's like my brain, like, hey, remember the thing? Like when you think like your mom and dad never going to die, and they did. Hey, remember you thought about like, uh, you're not going to go through like a, such a this way and you've been through <laughs> Like yes. that actually comes in and then it makes you realize like probably the future is going to look like the same way because I nearly lost my child as well. Like uh, he's three years oh, yes. old. Yes, uh, He's in ITU uh, for intense care about five days, then about six weeks in ICU, NICU, which you call in UK. And yeah. after he was born, like a doctor told us he's not going to make it next 24 hours. Nothing is working on him or anything like that. So that uh, led me like a thinking lot of things could be negative but right now what i'm thinking yes. like we cannot think about the future only no. the present moment and thinking taking like one day at a time and at the same time we have to be hopeful yes. otherwise there is no nothing like a no tomorrow so if you're not hopeful then how are you going to pursue your dream or goals whatever you have so yeah completely agree yes absolutely and i think you, you know you bring up um it, 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 i call it um, hypervigilance mm. when you're you know our, our brain everybody's brain has a negativity bias to to focus more on negative things because we are wired our, our nervous system is the same as our caveman yeah. ancestors and so back then there was danger all around us like danger was present every moment and it was a daily you know life yeah. was dangerous on on a daily basis and so 
we we have that natural tendency but then people and and I had similar things as well I'm a, I'm a very hypervigilant person uh, you know as a, it began when I was a junior doctor and then having two very sick kids as well mm. and I can totally you know it's a horror I wouldn't wish it upon anybody what a horrible thing to go through and it makes you hypervigilant because you, there was real danger your nervous system got you know, kind of wired to be even more present to danger and to be looking for it and to be planning for it and to trying to kind of preempt it. And, and, and it's useful while the danger is there. But as soon as, you know, the threat has passed and life settles down a little bit, that hypervigilance can be really harmful to you if yeah. you don't do something about it. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, my, mindfulness practices is a wonderful thing and I think there's a big place for journaling as well I'm I I it's taken me a long long time to yeah. be able to get into the habit of journaling I find it very I would like to I, I have started days. that I have started <laughs> yeah. that as well like last year November that actually yes. helped me um because when I look back to my journal like when I feel like a really low I, I look back like them days I had like a really good moment so yeah. I feel like where I was in November compared to right now I'm like 80% better so why am I thinking about negative things so yes. probably everything for my business my personal life my relationship everything I write yeah. down so it makes it so much easier to you can reflect back so probably thinking like you're in a worst case scenario but you can yep. look back, you dealt with the worst in that or probably like a certain way you handle the same situation probably you can gain over and over could be like my dizziness, how I dealt with it before. Yeah. That gives me like a mm -hmm. right way right now, probably how I dealt with my panic attack before. So yeah. right now, if I go back on it and go through the what I wrote about it, so it makes me so much easier, clear path for direction I need to go. So yeah. Absolutely. It's amazing, how, it's amazing how quickly, unless we journal, how quickly yeah. we forget what works. I know. And <laughs> uh, it's, um, um, I, I was working with a, a young client yesterday and um, we've come up, he, he said to me, um, I have a lot of negative ammunition. He's had a lot of things go wrong in his life and he's had some very significant mental health problems. And so he kept talking about all of this negative ammunition. And so I said to him, we need to start collecting positive ammunition for you. Yeah. And I've encouraged him to journal as well. And he's actually now going to make, he's going to, he's um, uh, makes music and sound um, for games and things like that. So right. I've encouraged him to actually design a website where he's going to store everything he creates. And that's mm -hmm. going to be his positive. He didn't like journaling. So that's going to be where he stores his positive ammunition is going right. to be on this site because, because of that negativity of the bias, we negativity bias of the brain we forget the positive stuff so quickly. I know. It takes over, isn't it? Like yeah. 99 things of our body parts is working fine. Like we got some ache yeah. in our little finger in here and all <laughs> our attention goes here. <laughs> yes, it? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's it, we're fascinating creatures as humans. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Leonora, um, yeah. I we're coming to end of this podcast it's been a great pleasure having you and it's a great conversation so those who's listening if anyone wants to reach out to you or learn more about you or your business where's the best place to find you 
Yeah, so my website, um, drleonorarhodes.com. And uh, Russell, I hope you'll spell it because I have a funny spelling of my, <laughs> my name. Um, and I'm also, I'm pretty active on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. And I've just started dabbling with um, with TikTok also. And I, I actually, I'm somebody who loves social media. I, I find it, you know, quite fun and um, I enjoy being on there. So um, please come and find me. And uh, I, I hope it comes across. I absolutely love the work I do. And I, you know, my mission is to help people become happier, healthier and more abundant in all the things that they want more of in life. So thank you so much for having me on, on the show. It's been really fun. Yeah, the pleasure was mine. And thank you so much with your business, your personal life. And yeah, wish you good luck with everything. And thanks for coming today. You too. Bye bye for now. Bye. So up guys thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode i hope you got some value from it and enjoyed our conversation so if you want to learn more about leonora visit her social media platform instagram facebook or linkedin i'm gonna put all of the links in the description as well so if you're going to reach out you can do that as well so until then talk to you in the next episode take care Are you a business owner tired of same old get rich quick schemes and cookie cutter marketing tactics? Do you crave a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who get it? Then welcome to B-School community. You are one-stop shop for building a thriving business with sustaining organic growth. So, who am I? I'm Ainul Chaudhry. I'm the host of this podcast and I created the B-School community because I was tired of seeing so many business fail, the coaches and consultant spaces they are chasing in the wrong metrics, focusing on the wrong things and lacking the support they needed to truly thrive. So in this B-School community, it isn't about courses, it's about complete transformation. So we offer Mindset Mastery where you learn, think and like successful business entrepreneurs overcoming limiting belief, your anxieties, your own self-limitation and unshakable confidence. We have organic growth strategies where we teach you how to build your website a sales machine and also we teach you how to grow your organic reach on a social media platform of LinkedIn and also we're gonna talk about how to build it a reputable your podcast so through the podcast you can generate inbound leads for your business also we do weekly live classes where get personal guidance ask questions in real time stay motivated and interact with the other people and so we have like an expert community as well so where you can connect with the network of online coaches consultant agency owners who have been there done that and you're ready to succeed and help you with that as well so why wait so at business school community we believe building a business with purpose passion commitment and making difference so we are not about shortcuts or empty promises we are about real results real relationships and real growth so if you are ready to ditch your grind and build online join b school community today and unlock your full potential the link will be under the description go check out b school today and get your spot